Greetings, dear friends. It's a conversation about the things innermost for every human being, a revelation beyond time and space. This is exactly how people living in many countries of the world call the programs where Igor Mikhailovich Danilov participates. And today, in the Alatra TV studio, we continue this sincere dialogue about the most important with Igor Mikhailovich Danilov. Welcome. Greetings. Igor Mikhailovich, many people note such a phenomenon that programs with your participation produce a special inner state. First of all, they feel a state of deep inner peace, grace, and then they come to understand certain points that were of concern to them. They also say that the programs with your participation help them to maintain spiritual steadiness in their everyday life when they lose it for some reason. No matter how many times one views the programs with your participation, every time such an amazing inner state is experienced. Every time new awareness comes and clarity is felt, despite the fact these programs have been viewed many, many times. Due to this, numerous letters are received by the Alatra TV studio, which are very different, starting with sincere laconic thank you and expression of one's deep inner feelings and down to, let's say, questions from one's mind, from arrogance when the truth is being distorted by consciousness. There are numerous letters when personality feels the truth, while consciousness rejects it, opposes it. Why does such an inner conflict emerge in general? You just said yourself, it's from one's mind. As a rule, an inner conflict emerges when a person, as they say, craves for one thing internally, while consciousness desires something else. Thus, such a discord arises. Igor Mikhailovich, there is such an opinion that you are a gapet of Pechersk. Well, this is impossible. I am me. Moreover, there are remains of Agapit of Pechersk in the caves. People are simply fantasizing. How can I be Agapit of Pechersk? A simple question. I am me. And he is him. It is also said that you are Archangel Gabriel. Do you see me? I do. Here is the answer. I cannot be him, because angels are incorporeal. And I am, thanks God, corporeal so far. This one is dismissed as well. There are also statements that you are from another planet. Generally speaking, all of us are from different planets, in fact. If we look at what we are composed of, we are composed of the remains of former stars and planets. So this may be exactly the case. Well, my body is also composed of such remains, and not from a single planet, but from various ones, planets, stars, and everything else, and yours too. So the statement that we are from other planets, not just me, but all of us, does have a ground. I mean, particles of which other stars and planets were composed. After such stars and planets disappear, disintegrate, those particles do not go anywhere, do they? The matter is the matter. It is transformed, turns from one state into another, and of that very dust we are formed. So I don't argue against this one. It may be said we are all aliens. There is also a version that you are rigged in Japo. It's another mistake. Where is he? 
According to all the legends, he must be in Tibet. And where am I? So, here, near. I'm interested in one thing. Why do people always spin some labels, give some names, etc.? What's the difference indeed? Why is my name worse? Well, I actually have nothing against. If someone dislikes it, they may call me as they want. The essence we want to change anyway. Yes, indeed. People are troubled with the question, who are you in fact? An ordinary human, just like everyone else. I have a name. You have called me by my name in the program beginning. So, well, how can people be troubled with the question who I am when you've answered it before, right? And for those who feel, those who feel, don't ask stupid questions from their mind. Correct? Nikon Mikhailovich, why do most people generally seek disunity instead of creation? Well, I would say the question of creation and disunity is rather rhetorical. In actual fact, in our international movement, we call everyone to unity. Generally speaking, is unity between all the people on the planet possible in such a state as people are now? No, it's impossible. Why? Consciousness always separates. And there is a deep meaning in this, in principle. Let's consider why does consciousness always separate people? We have talked a lot about this. And we'll further talk, certainly, if people are interested. Well, if they are not interested, we will speak between ourselves, for this subject is indeed delicate, and it is topical. Separation always takes place because of human mind, because of consciousness. It always acts based on its internal egoism. It always, the mind itself as the system, as a part of the system, integrated whole. It always separates people. Why? This way it is easier to manipulate. When people live in concord, it's difficult to rule them. They don't have such an egoism and all other bad qualities as there are in people from, let's say, their first half. A human being is dual. All the people know this, don't they? There are material and spiritual natures in a human being, as they say. Which nature is the first one in a human? What do you think? Spiritual. And everyone says so, though in fact it is material, because he resides here, in the three-dimensional world. Well, first a vessel is born, and then wine is poured into it. Yet, which one is the main? Question number two. What is the main in a human being? The Holy Spirit. You've digressed from the subject again. I mean the first or the second nature. I know what the main is. Certainly the second nature, of course, the second, although material is the first one. So, in actual fact, a human being comes into such an environment and has a material part in him or her that is stronger, right? Because it is as if a vessel. This is the world of matter. Naturally, the matter runs the shoe here. Naturally, the human first part, which is material and to which human consciousness belongs, it predominates. In fact, it prevails since one's birth. Firstly, it is older than the second spiritual constituent part of a human being. Well, by eight days at least. Thus, it's natural that it always aspires to dominate. Like an elder brother over a younger brother, or an elder sister over a younger sister. This is surely a joke, but the system is aggressive indeed. I I mean the material system, and it always dictates, whereas the spiritual world never dictates. It is simply there. If you want, you will reach it. If not, it's your choice.
Correct? Like a beacon. Perfectly true. It is simply like a beacon. If you see and desire, you sail to it. If you don't see, this means you don't know where to sail. Hence, you don't need it. Can we say that any divisions taking place between people, let's say in a group, in relationships, even within oneself, even within oneself, as a matter of fact, a man only thinks he is integrated? In the previous program, we talked about the viewers and the actors, didn't we? So, a man is even internally divided. He is indeed divided. A man will never find peace within himself unless he finds reconciliation with God. For this very reason, there are such concepts as protection, reconciliation, etc. in all the religions. People sometimes simply do not think that reconciliation with God, well, the idea of reconciliation with God does not imply that God has quarreled with a man. No. Well, who is a man and who is God? It would be the same as quarreling with your own dream that you've caught a glimpse of God knows when, you see? No matter what megalomania tells some people about their importance and other things like that. Yet again, what is megalomania? It's a part of consciousness, a part of a manipulation game with personality. The game of these actors with the viewer, do you understand? A mere game. But unless a man achieves reconciliation, it's not God who is supposed to come to a man, but a man must come to God, and this is the main thing he should do – achieve purity, by all means. In such a case, only he can come to feel the spiritual world and understand what God is and recognize what God is. It's impossible to get even in a slight touch with that world without reconciliation, at least initial reconciliation with that world. Well, it is not reconciliation with that world, in fact, but rather reconciliation within oneself, with oneself, isn't it? You just mentioned reconciliation. This is totally new. And it inspires because for some reason in all the religions they talk about the state of fight, internal fight with oneself, fight with devil. No, the fight is indeed mentioned everywhere quite often. However, reconciliation is often mentioned as well. You see, that is, in all the religions, first and foremost, reconciliation is ascertained in different words, in different ways, but the essence is the same. In order for a man to get in touch with that world and feel at least a little bit what it is, I'm not even talking about getting to know that world, etc. He needs reconciliation, that is, he needs to become himself, to become whole. At that, how can a man become whole? Many people say, one needs to unite with one's consciousness, one's mind, there are ideas like this. At that, a man becomes whole, once he becomes a part of that world after the initial reconciliation, after the initial experience. This means becoming whole. Well, in Alatra, fusion of personality with a soul is described. What does it mean? Well, it doesn't mean we take tea, pour it into a cup, and they fuse. Well, there is such an image, this is the matter. Still, if we talk about this, what will we be guided by? By the matter. While here we are talking about what is not material at all. In our understanding, non-material means empty. Well, we have touched upon another interesting topic, the empty. Many people say, and physicists argue, and they write about this, but 
than me, astrophysicists, not ordinary physicists, that there is vacuum, the void in the universe. Yet there is no void. That's the point. There is no absolute void anywhere in the material world. There is not a single tiniest point where the thinnest needle, say a hypodermic one, could be stuck without touching anything. There is no void at all. Let's take space vacuum, the absolute void. At that, what about gravitational waves? I don't even speak of other waves, okay? Radio waves, diverse radiations and everything else. Waves are everywhere. Suffice it to place a microphone and we will hear a sound. Well, I'm surely exaggerating now. No sound is transferred in vacuum, of course. I understand this and we wouldn't be able to record on a microphone there. I'm speaking figuratively. In other words, whichever place in the universe we take, any tiny point in our seemingly enormous universe, there is always something there, although it does not always have an appearance which we are accustomed to. We are accustomed to the material things. There is a teapot, here it is. It is here and occupies a certain volume. If you take it away, this will mean void. Well, no void is possible here. There is air, for example. There is always something. And what about the light? The light fills the space as well. And this is only the visible spectrum that we can see, while there are also other invisible, diverse radiations. The entire space is filled everywhere. So, there is no void in this world. What about that world? There is no void in that world all the more. Fullness. Well, of course, despite the boundlessness. Again, we touch upon the subject which consciousness will not understand. It won't perceive it. And when it fails to perceive, what does it do? Rejects. What do we get as a result? An internal conflict. Certainly. For this very reason, many people don't understand us, you see. That is, we come back to what? To reconciliation. Why don't they understand us? Because they lack inner reconciliation. First and foremost, with their spiritual part, with the spiritual world, so to say. How can a person get reconciled within oneself? The truth is that not everyone needs this, although it is sorrowful. Hardly everyone wants this. Personality, I mean the viewer whom we mentioned in our previous conversation, always seeks. I mean a human being as a personality always seeks the spiritual world. At that, consciousness always substitutes material things for such an inspiration, fighting for the human attention. Many will fail to understand again and say, well, what does this have to do with attention? Whereas attention is, is the power of life. Attention is actually life itself. This is exactly that part. Well, you have mentioned the Holy Spirit, and this is a part of the power inherent in personality as in a sort of a reflection of the spiritual world, which may become a part of that world, right? Attention is exactly the power that creates life. So people simply direct attention at the wrong things. Well, even in some cases, when they direct it at certain constructive activities, correct? Well, let's Let's take even constructive, very good activities. If such activities are carried out via one's mind, they won't take a person to the spiritual world. These activities are splendid, they are wonderful, they help people, and so they should be carried out. In principle, this is what the brain must be occupied with. Our consciousness must be busy with good deeds and good thoughts. One should not let there anything sorrowful or bad. That would feed consciousness more. Now, let's examine 
determine how many good positive emotions a person experiences from consciousness and how many emotions are doleful or bad. For how long a person stays in reconciliation, while not in reconciliation, but rather in peace, let's say in inner repose, and how much time during the day he or she spends arguing and conflicting in his or her consciousness. That is, let's again take, let's go back to our theater, a personality as a viewer and thoughts as the actors. How much of good positive things do they show us and how much of negative things? There are always more negative things. Yet, why are there more negative things? Well, such things are brighter, outbursts are brighter. And why are outbursts brighter? Because we invest more attention. That's the point. So, it's banal economics. That is indeed, in everyday life, many good light moments take place. It depends on what you look at, when you feel good inside, when you, let's say, with God, naturally you see all the good things here as well. At that, when there is sorrow inside, when a person is in argument with himself or herself, he or she will naturally notice everything bad and nasty in this world too. Similar attracts similar. It's been said since long ago. So, one should not be impressed with the spiritual world. One should live with the spiritual world inside. As for being impressed, well, again, the actors have shown a scene, and we've got impressed. That's why many people, they got impressed with with a certain scene, something somewhere resonated with their inner spiritual need, and they went to some religion or other place, doesn't matter. They went there once, twice, three times, five times, they looked, prayed there, or meditated, doesn't matter what exactly they did. They performed certain actions, rituals. Well, after a certain while, they got bored with it, consciousness won, and they left, while inside they feel grief. This is exactly the impression, as you say. Actually, when a person feels a need, exactly a spiritual need, when his viewer, or rather he as a viewer, gets tired of his actors, he simply stands up and goes. Everything is simple. Well, again, many people say that it's difficult to come to know that world. It's difficult to… Well, generally speaking, our consciousness is unable to perceive that world. We've already talked a lot about it. When a person attempts to understand something or learn something via consciousness, where does he or she arrive at? At magic. Thus, everything ends. Aspiration. Intention. Well, again, if one tries to get to know the spiritual world through consciousness, this ends with possession of something capability that gives power over other people. Nothing but this. At that, what is power over other people? It's an illusory state which ends just as fast as one's life, the life of this body and everything else. Well, it's stupid to waste time on such things. Well, are people aware that they have such an internal substitution or not? This was from time immemorial. They're surely aware. Let's take any spiritual literature. By any, I mean literature from different religions. If we read what saints faced in all the dominations, in all the religions, they actually passed through the same things, as contemporary people do nowadays when they start following the spiritual path. They face the same problems with consciousness and fight with the same demons. Here, as you already mentioned, people are in the fight, but such a fight is inevitable. It's the initial Armageddon until a person achieves reconciliation. What is fight? A fight means opposition to one's 
own actors. When the actors on the stage press, hey, look at me, no, another one shouts, look at me. But the person does not want to look at them, he is already tired of their cinema, he simply wants to leave. In fact, an immense world is beyond this theater of the absurd. Imagine, you are sitting in a room and have a couple of dozens of actors who permanently show you this chaos, while there is a wonderful world outside. Well, you could interest it and stay there for an hour or two. You'll get tired, won't you? Even consciousness gets tired. You will still want to see the world. You will want to see grass, the sun, a bird, something else. You will. You long for this. And here you have the same actors all the time. A stout man performs the role of a thin blade. Pardon me, but he imitates the blade and imposes it on you. Well, you do see the inconsistency the same way a personality feels such inconsistencies and substitutions. And a personality wants and aspires, just like you would do, to go outside and see the blade, but not the fat man imitating it, correct? Once you've touched the spiritual world and come to feel this grace, you won't be satisfied with anything lesser. Does a personality always strive for this from that moment on? Yes, and there is an interesting point here. Very many saints describe that even Siluan the Athenite, whom we mentioned in the previous program. We spoke a lot about him, but let's refer to him again. When he was already old, he told that several times in his life he had got in touch with that world, and then he endeavored to restore that feeling throughout his life. There is a question. Who prevented him from living with that world inside? The demons again. Where did he get stuck? He got stuck in fighting, in the banal fight. Thus, he needed a whole life to understand there is no need to fight. One should just live. However, in order to understand that you should leave, you first need to fight. This is how paradoxically everything is arranged. What are the tools in this fight to overcome through love? In actual fact, the tool, plenty of tools, let's say, are offered to the personality, but most of them are from the mind. Well, if your consciousness has given you a tool against itself, believe me, such a tool will work against you. This is similar to the situation when your actors would tell you, as the viewer, how to get rid of them. They would say, pay more, fasten yourself to your seat tighter and you'll get rid of us. Well, you surely won't get rid of them, will you? So, are the tools beyond the plane of consciousness at all? Certainly they are. The first thing people do, the reason why the fight starts, is that they explore themselves. Everyone walks along this way, it just cannot be otherwise, until you understand that your consciousness plays bad tricks on you, in fact and that many things which it shows to you and which you used to consider real are not actually real. Well, it's a mere fight for your attention. Until you become aware of this, you won't understand more, will you? Thus, you have to fight, whether you want this or not. You have to observe yourself, realize, study, that is, explore yourself. If we again take the description of the way of any saints, let me repeat myself, all of them undergo this, first, they become aware of their demons, or let's call them thoughts, consciousness, or evil spirits, while different people call to them differently. Certainly 
Finally, there is aggradation. There are demons and evil spirits. For convenience, let's divide them, so that it would be clear for our viewers, since for them we are also a part of the three-dimensional world. Being material people who are sitting and talking about this, well, we also have it this way, right? A personality is like a viewer, and consciousness is like actors on the stage. There are fatter actors, there are stouter ones, while there are also directors and producers of this whole thing. Hence, we can divide them into evil spirits, demons and those who are superior among them according to their ranks. So, there is a hierarchy in the material world. Everyone wants to eat. This is exactly the problem. You've just mentioned the hierarchy and just note how important a hierarchy is in the material world and how consciousness endeavors to build a hierarchy in the spiritual world as well. While there is no hierarchy there, here is a paradox. Consciousness cannot understand how something can emerge without a hierarchy. Well, it can. At that, how can people unite in this world if we have everything based on the hierarchy. We don't have it based on equality because somebody tries to dominate someone else. We have discussed many times that these are the laws of the matter and we cannot avoid them. Why is it so difficult for humanity to achieve unity? It is very hard even in a small collective, in small groups. This is exactly due to the fact that some people try to command the others and the others have to obey. The world of hierarchy. Whereas in the spiritual world, there is a concept of responsibility, speaking in our language, one either undertakes or does not undertake responsibility. Well, it's like in the process of service, they say, service to the spiritual world. Referring to the religions again, let's say there are many ideas of such a kind. This does not mean a person dedicates his entire life to the service to God by changing his clothes, changing his name and performing prayers every day, thinking he serves God. However, again, who utters the prayer inside such a person? Who has put these clothes on? And who has changed the name? In actual fact, the theater name has changed. It has been repainted in a different color, and kittens have been changed inside, and the actors have started telling him the prayers. They're simply uttering them from the stage, while he remains a little child and keeps sitting in his chair as before, sitting and watching, along with his dreams and desires. He he wants the toys, he wants ice cream, he wants, wants and wants, and the actors are telling him. Does this have anything to do with God? At that, many viewers ask the questions about the service, and so, you have confused me, which viewers do you mean? Not on the stage, I'm joking. In their letters, our viewers who watch us ask numerous questions about the service, and here is what the question is about. The question is whether a person should aspire to become a Gelia, for instance, or should one rely on God's will in all such things? No. What does God's will mean? Shift responsibility to someone else. It has always existed, in principle, from time immemorial. People always rely on somebody's will. It will happen as it will happen. Or many people in many situations say, tell me, what should I do? 
Why do people behave so? Simply, what should I do now? Well, as a matter of fact, it's your questions, it's your problems. Why do you ask what you should do? In order to shift responsibility to somebody else and do nothing yourself. This is the same thing as, say, our viewer is sitting in the theater of life, residing here, and his actors ask each other, what should I do in this situation? Instead of him, do you understand? Well, here he chooses where to invest the power of his attention in order to implement one or another material action. But with God it will not work this way. By the will of God the whole world gets manifested and disappears. The rest is done by people, your choice. The issue of service. Service may be different. Even a word, a simple word spoken, for example, among people in defense of the spiritual world is already a service. Animate version, even a small one, is already a confrontation. Sinfulness, right? Again, we touch upon what sinfulness is. While various people construe it differently, but the point is that a person is sinful. Even if he has done nothing wrong, he is a sinner, as if from the beginning. And if we look at it in a simple way, what is sinfulness? Sinfulness is precisely the indulgence to those actors on the stage and financing them at the expense of your own attention when they are living your life. Do you see? This is exactly sinfulness. At that, what do you need? Reconciliation. You see? And not for them. They are not going anywhere. They will save you while you are here until your last day. This does not apply to the material world. It applies to the personal spiritual path of a man, so that my words will not be misinterpreted. The less you finance them, the better they serve you. But again, it does not apply to the actors who actually play in this world on big stages. The more you finance them, the better they perform. But this refers to the inner work on oneself. But the work with your demons or devils, you can call them whatever you want, should take place exactly in the economical regime. You must finance only what you need. Then nothing in excess will come to your head. It will be slipping by. But as a shadow on a window. They do not irritate you, do they? They slipped by and that's all. But if you need something, you do pay attention. But again, it is you who need it. You see, you can do the same way as with a computer, although the human brain is much more sophisticated than any computer. Although the speed of the processes in comparison with much lower than the computer has, yes, and the memory capacity is much smaller, it is really much smaller, yes, and the weight of the gray matter does not play any role. Despite all this, there remains an open question in science. Where do all the discoveries, hypotheses, thoughts that lead a man to his sufferings, so to say, come from? Well, why do sufferings? Not all the hypotheses and thoughts lead to sufferings. Some lead to admirations, self-love, pride and the like. A man makes a discovery and during his life he uses it, travels, and he's content with everything, everybody recognizes him, and sometimes it is deserved, it's fine. But where do 
they come from? From consciousness. From where else? But there is no consciousness in the human body. Concerning this point, it is already a well-known fact that consciousness is not in the human body. And the same Archbishop Luca, the Sijin Wunyasinetsky, compared the brain to a telephone station. He said the role of the brain is limited to a message release only, that is, it adds nothing to what it receives. You mean what he answered in the court when he was asked? Yes, they say, you perform surgeries, you are a surgeon. They say, have you seen God? He says, no, when I was doing surgeries, I have not seen God, but he says, I also operated on the human brain. And so there neither human conscience nor the mind. So all this is beyond the boundaries. People are probably unaware that they have never thought about this. Why? In fact, consciousness does not like to think about this, yet now people start thinking about it even when they begin to perform practices, right? We know a lot of such people. He practices for one day or two, and on the third day he gets bored. Consciousness already takes the lead. The actors arrange a demonstration in his consciousness. They already require something else from him. He begins to finance their demonstrations and as a viewer lets them be leading. That is, one needs a spiritual zeal, right? Some kind of it. No, you don't need a zeal. Any zeal is exactly an additional feat for the demons there in your head. What for? That is, again, it comes down to a fight here, isn't it? These are different things. The material world and the spiritual world are distinct. No playing around with one's sins, one's stereotypes, right? Well, it depends on what one chooses. Do you understand? Some people, on the contrary, enjoy playing around. They like it, it is their game. This is how they burn their lives. That is, they philosophize well and from the evil one. Yeah, that is, even while sorting out some stereotypes, they simply execute. The study of stereotypes is necessary. I say once again, observation of oneself is necessary. Why is it necessary? In order to make consciousness drive itself into a deadlock. Then the personality becomes freer. So, it is very difficult for a person to understand who he is, and to distinguish in this case, in the head, who is the observer, who is the viewer. It is really hard. For this reason, you should get to know yourself. Who thinks? Where does a thought come from? How can I stop it? Then one day a person realizes that he or she is a personality, that he or she is exactly the one who can stop, accept these thoughts, forms and all the rest. And then he or she can already control, that is, to develop any talent. It is easy. But the question is whether it is worth spending time on something if you have another talent more developed, right? Say from the birth there is an inclination to music, songs, something else. Well, why do you need to study how to lay asphalt properly? It's a simple question. It is also a talent. Any work, any profession requires diligence. It takes time and everything else. It is clear that if life puts pressure, you will do it. But why should one waste time on it? Just everyone should occupy oneself with one's own business. A musician should deal with music. A builder should deal with construction. Thus, everything in this world will be the way it should be, right? So, whatever you do, the most important thing is that you… It doesn't matter what you do in this world. It's much more important what will happen after this world. What are you doing for what will be after this world, after its completion? It ends very quickly, actually. Time is running fast. It is the most fleeting substance. It's impossible to hold it. Regarding the here and now, I would like to ask a question. Well, we both simultaneously, it is not interesting with you in this respect, but it is okay, go ahead and ask.
Say it. People do not understand. What does the here and now moment mean? People do not know this. In fact, people do not understand what here and now actually is. It was said much about it before us and after us people who will talk about it. What is here and now? Until a person achieves reconciliation, he or she will not understand what now is since any now. Even while I started pronouncing the word now, I've come over from the past to the future. I've jumped over. It is permanent running after the future. We have already discussed many times that a man lives in the past and the future. He does not live now. Consciousness does not have such a function. It does not realize what now is. Why? Because consciousness is a part of the material world. Since it's a part, it represents the matter, and information is inserted in it. That's all. Here, no one will even argue, I mean no reasonable person will, since everyone understands very well. Consciousness is information, first of all, while information is the matter, whichever way we look at it, and since it is the matter, it is subject to all the material laws to a certain extent. It makes no difference whether it is beyond the quantum state or in a quantum state. It is still the matter, and since it is the matter, it is located in a certain point. Since it is located in a certain point, hence it is moving along with everything that is moving. At that, in our case, everything moves. While we are talking, we've passed a lot of kilometers, thousands, but if we look wider, we've covered a few million kilometers in a short period of time. Why in total? The globe rotates, whereas our consciousness is tied to our matter and once again to the point of our location as of the material objects on the material object, the planet. Yet the planet rotates and it revolves around the sun, and our solar system revolves altogether at a great speed, being on the arm of the galaxy. The galaxy is flying too. However, consciousness does not perceive it, though it is constantly moving. Constant movement, a great speed, whereas a thought is slow. A thought is not speedy. While it is born, while it came through, a lot of kilometers were passed. While we paid attention, while we perceived it, and it became the matter. A material object, right? After all, it is given to us as a banner, just as a picture. Then we unfold it, and it comes down to us in a full scale. It goes from the beginning to the end. Constant movement. That is, it moves from the past into the future, becoming the past by itself immediately. There is no present. That is, consciousness indeed cannot understand what present is, what here is. Why? Because everything is finite in this world, and everything is at a great speed. At that, once a person achieves this reconciliation and feels the world of God, what does he recognize? First of all, he recognizes what now is. Everything stops. There is no movement and it's amazing. There is only now. There is neither tomorrow nor yesterday. Here is the point. That is, consciousness simply offers people some false replacements, I don't know, some kind of contemplations. It just works. It wants to eat. Igor Mikhailovich, so it turns out that people during the day do not live with the spiritual world inside, but listen to those actors on the stage who permanently come off to them scenarios of some spiritual experiments. That is, they suggest to people to move from one religion to another. I understand what you are saying. You mean that it is exactly the need of people. That's why many people travel, explore different religions, study different practices, and so on. Eventually, they get sad that for so many years they have been traveling have been studying with different lamas, buddhas, and the like, 
And then, as it turns out, it is as if they have been nowhere. I will explain all this to make it clear why this happens. Why does a person spend much time on the engagement as if in spirituality, in quotes, however, does not become spiritual? Let's look at it using the model which we have been talking about during the second program already. I mean, the actors on the stage, and you as a personality, viewer sitting in the hall. It turns out that it's not you who is looking for the spiritual path. You have an inspiration, you feel it's necessary and that it's true, you do feel it. But your consciousness, that is, your demons or actors, they simply play it, you see. They play spirituality. It turns out they engaged in the spiritual quests instead of you, they engaged in the meditations, they say, look, you are already Buddha, you are already not even an angel, you are Buddha, you are already a Bodhisattva or even something more. What do you need more, right? We will later on come back to this point. But what's really going on? In fact, you are sitting just like you were sitting before. Just like you were watching your actors, your thoughts, the same way you are still doing it. But let me say again, the only one who can leave this theater and get in touch with the spiritual world is you as the viewer, that is, the personality. But for the actors, the path there is closed. That's why it hurts them. And again, the law of the matter is a struggle for power. Therefore, consciousness never misses an opportunity, so to say, to manifest its power and to command the personality. And it happens this way. They give a little bit instead of true feelings, that is, the perception of that world, the palm of some light contacts, emotions. Well, a person, so to say, having watched this action, takes it for the truth for some period of time. That is, as if consciousness, like in a game, gives away the pawns in order to mate. Absolutely right, to actually checkmate, just that. Since for consciousness the state of a sub-personality is much more advantageous, for the personality it is not. For the personality it means death, while for consciousness it means prolongation of its existence. And it is interesting for the system. Again, why? Because, well, what is called hell, or it is called a state of sub-personality, does not matter. The fact is that our consciousness, as a part of this demonic world, or no matter how we call it otherwise, a part of the material world, in fact, it continues to exist even after, and it's interesting for it, it gets fed this way, it manipulates the spiritual, right, it lets, it manipulates everything, because consciousness has nothing sacred. And again, how many times we have spoken about the cases when that very consciousness, which tells the viewer the personality, that is, it tells you that you had already become a bodhisattva, but immediately makes you spit on everything holy and reject everything holy, right? 
What does it raise in you? Pride, conceit, notions of how much spiritually enlightened you are. Just like these. And there are many examples, say, Reverend Zosim and his experience of existence may be an example. Since his childhood, he was thinking that he was already a monk, that he was serving God, etc. Since childhood, he was walking and even believed that the others were not worthy even to talk to him because he served God. He was his representative. Well, until in reality he encountered a man who actually served God. Then he realized whom he was listening to all his life. He was listening to the actor who was telling him about pride. And such cases are many. I would like to move to a topic. The audience also asks the question about how to live with a spiritual world inside, to live as a spiritual being, so to say, in the day. Well, how to live? Through consciousness it will not work for sure. Yet such questions are coming from consciousness. And it's impossible for a person to start immediately living or with that world, you see. But on the other hand, it is much easier than it seems. That is, there are still stages. In any case, there are stages of self-exploration. The main thing is not to hinder the viewer to go towards the exit of this theater. Just get up. Understand you are the viewer. Stop watching and listening to what you are told. And make them tell just what you need. It is in the first place. And in the second place, you get up and go towards the exit and see how wonderful the world is. You go out and leave. I would say it this way. These stages on the spiritual path. Does a person feel he or she goes through these stages? What do you think? Does a person feel the stages? He or she feels. Yet, why do you keep asking me all the time? Let me ask you. Go ahead, tell me. What does a person feel going through the stages? How does a person understand that he or she needs to follow the spiritual path? since what you feel becomes much more real than what happens in the three-dimensional world. Good. Yet, what do you feel? A person says, what am I supposed to feel? So, what do you feel? Well, I'm afraid now to speak in three-dimensional words because it's hard to take a basket of stones and describe the air with them, isn't it? If to talk about that burning love which is inside, then people will stir it up physically somehow. It is an interesting point. Now you say burning love, don't you? And exactly this fiery love, burning love, was described. You again say the same words that many saints were speaking in. Those who even did not read about it, they did not know it, they did not repeat. After all, it was spoken about, even recorded after some of the saints who were illiterate. Hermits, they never read works of any kind, they followed their intuition. The internal was their starting point. They overcame their demons, put things in order on the viewer's stage and just went out. You see, of this cinema or theater of shadows into the world and began to leave. Later on, people wrote after them and they were all talking about the burning love. That's interesting. Or the heat. The heat of love. It cannot be described otherwise. It is what a person feels and experiences. But again, what can consciousness say? It can attach it to the body. Describe an ordinary pyrosis as a state. Or look for these processes in the physical body. In the physical body, absolutely correct. That is, a personal start this way. So, a heat should be inside of me, some type of burning. I must love something. Do you understand? 
It's like a gastronomic love to any spicy dish, and then the torment from the heat inside. That is it. There is also an interesting sense of simplicity, but simplicity in the meaning of integrity. Once again, we touch upon a very interesting point. It's very simple, it is so simple that some people have to spend their whole life to understand it and feel it. But in fact, it is very simple, and the most important thing is that it is holistic. A person coming into contact with the spiritual world, even slightly, having acquired an initial experience, like many others, like the same Siluan was describing, well, many and many other saints, whoever we would talk about, they all describe the integrity of that world, its indivisibility. And why does the personality long for it so much? Why does the personality feel it? It's an enormous power to say that it stated, no, it is a living one, does a person lose his or her individuality there? No, but at the same time, he or she is united with all. It's like a drop of water in the ocean, do you understand? In its entirety, it is an ocean, but a drop is separate. Well, let's take not a drop, okay? A molecule of water. At the same time, it sways along with the whole ocean. Hence, the issue of spiritual individuality is raised. Yes, it worries many people, but who is worried about it? Consciousness is worried about it. After all, consciousness, which constantly divides, is the one that says, so you will go there, will get mingled together, don't go into the religion, they will make a zombie of you, no one will ever do anything of a human being unless he or she wants it, nowhere. At that, there are numerous paths to God, there are no bad religions, there are bad people in these organizations like everywhere else. And again, why are those people bad? Because they live by their mind, while the mind divides, the mind makes them greedy, it makes them selfish, it kills everything sacred in them, enslaving, and they begin to exploit the religion just for themselves. But is the religion to be blamed here? After all, in any religion there are many good people as well, right? Well, I would say good people always constitute the prevailing majority in any religion, otherwise it would simply cease to exist. People would not be attracted there, would they? So you can take the path everywhere. The main thing is to know whether you want it or not. The the same thing is about the issue of service. Here we have touched upon the issue of service. What does that mean? Does everyone need it? Service may be different, you see. For instance, a person spreads the word of God. He or she is already serving. It's exactly the service. A man unselfishly does good, some good to another man. He already serves the spiritual world. After all, he resists the evil, he resists the aggression. But there are other kinds of service. They are greater, but not everyone needs those kinds of service. In in fact, it's true, it is the inner necessity. Here, a person already chooses whether to serve or not to serve, and he is ready to renounce everything to take over oneself such a burden of the real service. You touched upon the issue of Gilias, etc. What is a Gilias, in fact, if we go into the matter? We once had a program where we were talking about the states of confrontation. Well, first of all, it is the establishment of the order, so to say, in oneself and in the others. I would compare it to a kind of supervisory authority that puts things in order among the actors. Do you understand? I don't know whether there are such authorities or not, but should be, right? Somewhere in the Ministry of Culture or the like, who just supervises the distribution of funds that some will not be wrongly paid more than they deserve. I mean the actors who play the demons. Well, here is something like this, but not everyone needs it. Not everyone. Yet, everyone needs to just get out of this theater of shadows.
Iker Mikhailovich, it's already the second program in which we talk about Siluan the Athenite, and I looked up the literature and found interesting expressions by him. It would be interesting if you could comment some of them. Well, it is like, it is incorrect to comment, but let's try it, okay? I think I will be forgiven. It was so that the grace of the Holy Spirit left me, and I felt like a beast in a human body. I have not forgotten God with the mind, but the soul became empty, like an animal has. I began to repent, and the grace came back. Many people experience such states as he describes, when they only begin to really work on themselves, not to sit as a viewer on the spot, but get up and go. During a certain period, when they are moving towards the exit, they get distracted by the actors on the stage. They turn around, begin to pay attention and forget where they should go, sit down on another seat and keep sitting, listening to them, and suddenly they recall. It turns out the emptiness is inside, that is, the soul became empty when he gave such an example. This, first and foremost, evidences the man really had the genuine experience and he was actually working on himself, and many people experience experience that. Why? Because it gets blocked, and one feels emptiness inside, does not feel this connection. Well, of course, the soul cannot be empty, especially like an animal has, for animals have no soul. He simply expressed his feelings in three-dimensional terms, but he expressed them absolutely in a right way and absolutely correctly, that is, the dominance of consciousness and the loss of the spiritual life occurred at that particular moment, and he began to repent what is meant here. It means he returned to the feelings and started working again until this grace came back. This really confirms that the person's experience was genuine. Moreover, the pain of the loss of this grace stimulates to ensure that not to lose it anymore. Yes. It feels badly without it, but it would be understood only by the one who had it once, at least once, who just a little bit came in contact with it. But for as long as a person does not come into the contact with the spiritual world, he will never understand this value. For him it is something transcendental, something strange, something that exists somewhere. You know, it is like the fuss behind the closed door. It seems to exist, however, it does not. People say, but I have not seen it myself, and a man can appreciate only that what he knows, that is his own experience. A personality, especially when it was the viewer its whole life, it does not understand, it doesn't know this, it feels this necessity, it feels this craving, but how much valuable it is, it doesn't know. But once it experiences even a small sip of this boundless freedom and this burning love, as we were saying, just touches a little bit, thereafter without it, even one moment seems to be the eternity. God is here, you feel the spiritual world, and you do not need to go anywhere. But people all the time build some mazes, some long ways, and he is already here, in the dialogue, waiting. Well, it's all consciousness, right? That's how we were talking before, that actors begin to show you the scenes, how we practice the spiritual. And we spoke in the previous program, I brought my friends as an example, as they were climbing up the mountains to meditate in their spiritual quest, and the similar themes. Who sent them there? The same actors did. Do you understand? Their consciousness, thoughts. 
They make people move from one place to another, drive them everywhere, but don't bring to God. That's the trouble. However, a person is busy, and it turns out the personality feels aspiration to God, but consciousness makes the substitutions. Therefore, it makes people move back and forth from one church to another, somewhere else. What's the difference? God, He is inside. He just is. The main point is to seek Him, and not to change the plot lines on the stage. St. John the Apostle said that the commandments of God are not burdensome, they are easy, but they are easy owing to love only. If there is no love, everything is difficult. Of course, he said exactly that the commandments what are the commandments of God? In fact, when a person, having come in contact with the spiritual world, lives by that world internally, he will not break them. He will not do anything bad that the commandments tell about. What for? He doesn't have such a need. That is why he follows these commandments. And they are not easy, they are natural. Do you understand? This is normal. We have touched upon the topic of commandments. There is the commandment, love your neighbor. Unfortunately, when people through their consciousness try to love their neighbor, it's impossible. There will still be the same material interest. Again, it's like the unification of all the people at the level of consciousness. It's impossible. Consciousness will always divide. It will tell everyone, you are better, well, okay, let's make friends. People will tolerate each other, but inside of themselves they will hate. One way or another consciousness will be dividing, and one way or another it will be doing harm. One way or another it will be telling that you are better, and they are bad. They are to blame for all this, and you are good. A man will never find reconciliation with his consciousness, it's impossible. Consciousness may be tamed. At that, one should understand that consciousness is like a wild animal. I would compare it to a bear. It's quiet, gentle, while you feed it. But a beast is a beast. When you turn away, it will attack when you don't expect it. It's better to keep it behind the bars so that it can't attack. Well, and how can people follow this commandment? What is the true love to one's neighbor? What is a true love to one's neighbor? And who is the neighbor? That's it. What unites all the people? Nothing but the spiritual world. The matter separates us, while the spiritual world unites us. If you love God, if you have come to know God's love, you will love everyone. Even if a person is far from spirituality, in any case you will understand him, understand why he did this or that, what actor showed him a scene at that moment, what the scene was and why he acts one or another way. At that you will not do any mistakes. But this doesn't mean that if whoever slaps you on the right cheek, you should turn the other to him. What was meant is that a man is not guilty, he is controlled by the demons and so on. Well, let's avoid this topic. So, it is support of your neighbor who is also on the spiritual path, isn't it? I mean, if we speak about a group of people that follows the spiritual path, if we speak about a group of people that or about friends, mates, with whom you go along the spiritual path, then yes, but I want to say that one way or another you go on your own. This is the point. 
No matter how many people go near together with you on the spiritual path, one way or another you go on your own, and the responsibility one way or another is on you. The companions beside you may turn away, may go ahead, may fall behind, but this is their choice of whom they listen to and what they do. These are perhaps the most intimate relations that can be imagined, the relations between a man and the spiritual world. But I wouldn't call them intimate, because in our understanding such a relationship must be between the two, while there one has a relationship with infinity, but again one as a personality. There is one more question which people ask – the concept of a clever personality. Not clever, but adult. Well, a man's personality, in fact, and we have already raised this issue, its development stops at the age of five to six years old, and that's all. Then consciousness starts, let's say, terminating over him to a great extent. Until five to six years old, they both develop almost identically, and many people ask a question. What is a clever personality? Is it a mature personality or not? Well, a person may be a noble laureate, he may know all about everything, may be perfect in our material world, but this only indicates that his actors are well educated. But he, as a viewer, as a personality, remains a child inside. And in order to change this, he should work and develop himself. However, first of all, one should find the child in this case. I would compare this, well, imagine a bull. Well, even not a bull, but a modern nightclub, with a lot of people, music, where everyone does God knows what. Somewhere there on the floor, a child runs around, and you should find him in this crowd. How should we combine such notions as be adult and be like a child? People are always like children with God. Why? This is openness. Again, to be like children does not mean to be as children. It means to remain a child, to be a child. To be a child means to be open, to be exactly in that purity and faith. Why? Because in general, I emphasize, not all but most children under five years old do have this true love. Children may be greedy, evil, because, well, one part is evident and the other one is evident. They love sincerely, you see. Yet again, how do they love? One part loves the matter, and the other part loves the inner. It can be felt. Well, you know it. For the others, I need to explain that children feel it, and later, when they grow a bit older, when consciousness starts to dominate, they lose this inner feeling. Yes, it is a sincere child, and everything is fine, everything is great, but that childlike purity, that search is lost. So, a personality needs consciousness for analysis, for certain understandings, for the communication in this world, only for this three-dimensional world. Let's say, can a personality think? The same way as we think. The mental category is when the thoughts come, we ponder, evaluate, think. But does it have such a function? It all just exists. It doesn't need that, this function is eliminated. It is here in order to know what is inside the teapot we need to open the top. Does a personality need to do this? Here is the answer. A personality doesn't need this teapot at all. 
That's what I'm talking about. How can it be explained to people there are a lot of things unavailable to consciousness in this world? I don't even tell about the other worlds. They are completely concealed from our consciousness. We can guess, we can ponder, but our actors will always argue with each other about what they can neither see nor touch. Well, they, the actors, are materialists, and personality, especially when it gets out of this theater, becomes a part of the world that namely creates such worlds, and all these programs using the computer terms that are made for our material world, who actually creates them? Here is the answer. Siluan the Athenite once also said that conceited mind cannot be clean from thoughts and imagination. I would like to talk about purity. If you want to be clean, go and wash yourself. Such a simple answer. I'm surely joking. What does it mean that conceited mind cannot be clean? Well, the very concept of conceit is already the concept of sinfulness, isn't it? Well, if we use the category of a sin, this is a material mind. And clean means clean from the matter. Clean from the matter. Of course, it cannot be clean. The concept of clean from thoughts or purity of thoughts, there is no such concept as purity of thoughts. Do you understand? There is such a concept as clean from the thoughts. That is, a thought exists on its own. You can use that like you use your computer. For example, like a laptop. You take it and use it, or a tablet, but they do not dominate over you. Tell me, can people realize that until he acquires these skills? Until his personality stands, let's say, on the other side of the door, when the whole world is in front of it, he can look into the open door in that theater and, so to say, tell what to do on the stage, namely, there, have something, bring me while I'm here, or do something, and if a personality sits on a chair tapped by those actors, well, what do we want from it? Igor Mikhailovich, these actors on the stage are a crowd of, let's say, characters, right? These are individuals. Well, we can say so. Let's take again the example of mental categories, the material, three-dimensional ones, and again we return to this for the skeptics, for those who will sit and analyze what we were talking about here. In order to laugh somehow, again, who will be watching us and be skeptical? The actors. Well, actors like to laugh at the other actors. We perfectly know that. They simply feel bad when someone is more successful and so on. So, these actors start to invent some to disgrace them in some way. While discussing our program, they will raise this issue too, won't they? That is why I will explain more clearly, calmly. Everything is the matter. Information is the matter. Better say, every thought is material. Correct? Correct. Every thought is material. And we have lots of thoughts. That means, what is it? A crowd, right? Yes, and only one out of this delegation, out of this theater, can go on a business trip abroad, to the spiritual world, and to stay as a permanent resident. The whole theater cannot go. So, what to do? What should be done in such a case? You have to leave them here and go on your own, right? Something like that. In this regard, there are a lot of parables and so on. 
Once a disciple came to the sage. He said, I'd like to talk to you about wisdom. And the sage answered, Get rid of the crowd. Take your crowd and leave the room, he said. What crowd? He turned around. I'm alone here, he said. And then he looked inside himself and understood that he indeed was thinking about his wife and about his children and about his friends and about everything. It is that very crowd. It is their images. Well, he left. In a year, he had to sit outside to the sage's house for one year. A year passed, and the sage came out. Come in. Now you are ready. Now you are alone. There is an interesting point here. We see such period of time as a year. If people monitor those who are interested, they will see in many cases a year, a year, a year. Why does a man need such a period of time in order to conquer his thoughts, conquer the demon or something else? A good question. Because all the same there is some kind of attachment, so a person needs time to quit. But it does not necessarily mean that you will start to work and in a year you will quit. No. Many people struggle throughout their life. They know, understand, realize everything, but they cannot leave their actors such a love. They do not want that. They like that illusion on the stage more than the world behind the door. Many people are just afraid because their actors tell them, well, you walk out the door and the dog will bite you there. Where are you going? It's raining outside. Are you crazy? Sit here and listen, we will tell you a fairy tale. And one thousand and one nights, as always, consciousness, by the way, always scares and suggests defending yourself. It is its function, naturally, of course. That is, it suggests defending some illusory status, authorities, even something non-material. This is consciousness, you know. I tell for those who do not explore it, for them, since people neither notice nor understand that, but when a person really starts to observe, takes a pen and writes down every single thought, monitors what, when, at what time comes to his or her mind, especially when several people at the same time sit and write the down, just as a game, a thought comes, you write it down, so they just sit and write down thoughts that come to their mind, thereafter they compare, and it may be very funny, as there was someone sits and tells them all in a megaphone, well, the conditions are different, but the essence is the same, and it comes almost at the same time, so it is not necessarily the same thought, but no, well, thoughts cannot be absolutely identical. My consciousness, let's say, my actors, will show me one play. Why? Because my actors are fat, old and lazy, do you see? Yours are younger, faster, they will tell you the same, but a bit funnier, more interesting, and in a different way. These are all the differences. They may have different clothes, but the essence that they tell about is the same. So, consciousness gives a bit of some state, and then every person's brain it's not every person's brain. Brain does nothing, in fact. The brain function is ridiculously, absolutely simple. I hope one day people will understand that, will explore. It may seem difficult, but in fact, it is very simple. That's what concerns our thoughts and so on. It's difficult when it comes to its work with organism. Here, yes, it's a well-established mechanism. And when it comes to consciousness, the brain function is very simple. At that, consciousness is complex and simple at the same time. But people won't get to it soon, thank God.
It can be highly rich. You've said that, in essence, there is such a period as a year, right? In order to get rid of the demons. Can a person do that faster? Instantly. Just in a blink. Many people even don't have to waste time, they feel. He just feels the slightest waft fresh air. It's like when a person's hungry and suddenly he smells meat pastry, he stands up and goes for it. The same thing is with such people. Fresh air draws them while here there are the actors, sweaty, dirty. A person feels fresh air, stands up and runs outside. And that's all. He has nothing to do here, listen to their fairy tales. Well, such people do exist. And there are some people who get distracted. A person stood up, then he got distracted again. Something attracted his attention, his actors distracted him. He took a seat again and listened to them. He thinks he needs to listen till the end, because they argue with each other. And it's interesting what the end will be. Why hurry? I have time. Here is a door. That's how he stays with them until the theater breaks down. They are knocked down and then they lie together under the rubble and recall their past. That's a subpersonality. Igor Mikhailovich, there is such an opinion that in order to get out the door, one needs to lose one's individuality. That is, as though one throws off, gets rid of trumpery, and then he or she is nothing, and then, or it is consciousness that is afraid to lose it. That's what consciousness tells people. It always tells that you will lose yourself, but in reality, when a personality gets out of the door as a viewer, it is, after the body dies, I mean, it leaves its actors. What does it need those clowns for, when it has the real? Why would it look at this illusion when there is reality? What would it hold on to the temporary for, when there is the eternal? That is why consciousness does its best to prolong its existence. Even under the rubble of the building, even in the state of a subpersonality, this is life for it. But it is death for the personality. So one needs to put everything aside and to leave only purity, right? To give consciousness everything that belongs to it. Because everything you need is purity and sincerity. What does it mean to give? Until a man is here, until he lives in his body, until, let's say, he's with his consciousness, with his group of actors of this circus, let this circus work for him, who just should be the director of this circus, not the viewer. Then there will be the order. At that, one should start to live here. If he doesn't start to live here, he will not attain a life there. That's true. Many people know about this. I mean those who got out of the door of this theater. Maybe personal experience will help. Those moments when consciousness starts, while well, I don't know to scare and suggest different scenarios to defend oneself, etc., to defend its own interests, to defend some personal interests, at such a moment, that's, let's call it the actors' trade union for convenience, the actors' trade union, when the actors' trade union defends the interests of rights of its actors, well, at such a moment you realize that you need nothing from this trade union. Absolutely right. And you need nothing from the actors either, that all you need, yet you remain an individual at the same time, don't you? You do. I've answered this question many times. That is, all that remains with you is your sincerity and purity and your commitment to God. All that remains with you is eternity and the boundless world. But the most important thing which remains with you is happiness and endless burning love, the real one. I mean, it is not burning as a fire, 
in another way how to convey that feeling with our usual human words. Boiling, seething, right? But all the same, these are the associations. For example, burning love, the association which our consciousness perceives is a burning sensation, pain, and so on, right? In fact, many people used this word and meant, we have told about that already, burning of fiery love, it was understood as great love, that is, the intensification of this notion in order to translate it for this world, and see how consciousness misrepresents everything. Turns out, it will burn, you will feel pain. No, it burns here, not there. It's just difficult to express certain things. The same words are said, but the state changes. Well, the state cannot be transmitted through the camera. Different. Yes, this is clear, but the words are not always appropriate, like bricks to describe air. Igor Mikhailovich, people ask a question, how in purity to be guided by and implement God's will, here in this world? This is a question from the mind, just a question from the mind. When a person is in purity, clean or free from consciousness, he will always implement God's will. There is no other way. That is, one hears God, right? In order to, well, what does it mean, one hears God, if it is the world? Again, some difficulties arise, right? And again, there are a lot of disagreement, misunderstanding. It will be difficult for people to understand. Why? Because the actors will be unsatisfied. They say, what is it? Please explain, here and now, make it clear, as a manual, right? Everybody follows his or her own way and makes his or her own choice. Igor Mikhailovich, the viewers asked to ask such a question. Does God exist? No, God does not exist. It is we who exist here while God lives.